Hey guys, it's Leo Stargazer. I'm here today with our astrological guide to the week. This is for the week of November 26th through December 2nd, 2023. This week, we have a full moon in Gemini on Monday, and then we have Mercury squaring Neptune the same day. So that's very interesting, and we'll get into that. Um, and then later in the week, we have Mercury moving into Capricorn from Sagittarius. So what I'm focusing on this week is this full moon on Monday in Gemini. And on the same day, Mercury makes a square to Neptune. So there's some interesting dynamics there. And then later in the week, Mercury moves from Sagittarius, where it makes that square to Neptune earlier, and then moves into Capricorn on Friday. So this week is definitely dynamic. There's a lot to focus on. Literally, there's a lot of focus being called for. And there are some fulfilled intentions and the beginning of a new cycle. So with all of that said, let me go into a little bit more detail about each of these. And hopefully we'll get a clearer picture from that. And then after I go through the astrology in more detail, we will be doing a three-card tarot reading where we will be focusing on your path and your potential. So a tarot reading all about you, but first the astrology. Okay, so the first thing that happens this week is that we have a full moon in Gemini on Monday the 27th. This full moon is the culmination of an intention we set when we had the new moon in Scorpio. Whatever your intentions were then, they got some clarity from the Mars Kazemi that happened that same week. And then over the last week or so, we have been building and building this intention as the moon has grown brighter and brighter. Well, the moon moves into Gemini and then we have this beautiful, full, bright moon in Gemini. This full moon is going to shine its beautiful light on all the successes that we've had intellectualizing our intentions on how intensely we set those intentions, because it was in Scorpio, that new moon. And because this moon is in Gemini, this full moon is in Gemini, there is a call here for, obviously, further intellectualizing our intentions, but mainly to analyze deeply and intellectually, and then communicate the success that we've had. You're really, your goal this week is to, especially on the day of this full moon, is to really find out where you've had the most success and then share that success. Share your progress. If you aren't finished with something, um, but you've reached a milestone in that, I hope you have, share that. We're starting a new cycle this week as that full moon will start to wane later in the week and Mercury has some interaction with that. But today needs to be about sharing, sharing, sharing. With that in mind though, there could be a little bit of fuzziness because... We have, on the same day as this full moon, Mercury in Sagittarius, making a square to Neptune in Pisces. The reason that I'm focusing on this square from Mercury to Neptune is because I really think having it happen on the exact same day as the full moon is going to just add to the emotional intensity that this full moon will be bringing just because full moons usually are pretty emotionally intense. So as this full moon blooms, there's going to be the chance that, again, like I said, our emotions are going to be really heightened and that we may get kind of emotionally overwhelmed and things like that. 
having this moon in Gemini is going to maybe fill our mind with the need to express, the need to intellectualize all kinds of different things, all kinds of different emotions in particular. Well, Mercury squaring Neptune adds this sense of fuzziness and murkiness to those communications. Mercury is in Sagittarius, Neptune is in Pisces. So there is this sense that Mercury is going to want to say a lot of stuff and we still should. You should definitely still, like I said, express your success as much as you can. But there's this idea that you're going to want to express all of the inner and the outer. You're going to want to be really intellectual, but also really big picture in your expressions, in your self-expression in particular. But there's also Neptune in the mix and Neptune's in Pisces. So there's this idea that there's this fluidity to that. There's almost this vagueness, this kind of open-endedness to that communication when really we want to communicate as best and as clearly and as intellectually as we can all of the successes we've had over the last lunar cycle and things that are coming to fruition on this full moon. That's going to be tough. Mercury square Neptune is going to make all of that fuzzy. It doesn't mean we shouldn't express ourselves. It doesn't mean we shouldn't honor and celebrate our wins. We just have to be prepared that we may not have a super pragmatic or a super hyper, hyper analytical quality to how we express ourselves. The best way I think we should start doing that is to kind of just look in the mirror first on the day of this full moon. Honor the full moon by honoring yourself and honoring your own success. I think that's probably key. Uh, and then if things get a little fuzzy throughout the day, uh, just kind of lean into it. Mercury square Neptune, maybe it kind of wants you to dive a little deeper. And again, if things feel fuzzy or confusing and you aren't able to get your message across as vividly or strictly or clearly as you want to, don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. It's a full moon. Dive into these kind of deeper, more intense emotions. And we've been doing a lot, a lot. So um, over this lunar cycle, especially. So let's honor this full moon in Gemini by communicating um, and intellectualizing, but not worrying too much because this squared from Mercury to Neptune is going to make things a little less clear. And that's okay. <laughs> One of the main reasons that that's okay is because later in the week, things start to shift. What starts to happen is that Mercury will move into Capricorn. Mercury moves into Capricorn on Friday, December 1st, and all of that lack of clarity, all of that kind of big picture stuff gets really, really honed in. Mercury becomes really disciplined. We start to study and research with a sharpness and a clarity that really only Mercury and Capricorn can provide. The idea of the disciplined student is really important here. And I think having that happen on the same week that we have a full moon in Gemini, communicating what we're learning is going to be really crucial this week. And again, like I said, because we get this really disciplined Mercury and Capricorn coming up at the end of the week, Mercury square to Neptune from Sagittarius to Pisces is the fuzziness is short-lived. Like I said, I think really, and the reason I'm focusing on that square mainly is because having that happen on the same day as the full moon, you're just going to feel emotionally intense. And I just want you to know that. But clarity is on its way. We will um, gain some really beautiful, if not strict and super, super hyper-focused focus on that day, um, the day that Mercury moves into Capricorn. And then Mercury will be in Capricorn um, for a little while here. So what we learn and how we kind of zone our focus in from this emotional full moon and this square to, from uh, Mercury to Neptune and how we, how we kind of zone in, how we sharpen our focus, how we get disciplined and serious about that focus or what we're studying, um, 
how we're beginning this next lunar cycle. That will become clear when Mercury moves into Capricorn, and we need to honor that because Mercury will retrograde. Mercury will begin its retrograde in Capricorn on December 12th. And so Mercury is currently in its shadow, so a lot of what we're learning here is going to be really important. Um, so I want you to kind of lock in to how Mercury and Capricorn feels at the beginning, especially how it clears up some of that fuzziness from the full moon, because we're not only beginning a new cycle of Mercury, a new transit for Mercury through Capricorn, but we're beginning a new lunar cycle this week as well. So there is this idea that certain phases are ending, other cycles and transitions are beginning, and we need to honor that and focus on it. There's just really this idea of focus, even if focus in the beginning of the week is almost impossible. Um, our insistence on that and the clarity we'll gain from Mercury and Capricorn are going to be really important as this new cycle begins. We're going to be doing a lot of analyzing as well, so I want to make that really clear. Focus and self-analyzing is going to be really important. Analyzing our situations, analyzing what we learned from the last lunar cycle, analyzing what Mercury and Sagittarius meant for us uh, is going to be really crucial. And learning as much as we can about how Mercury transits through your chart, how Mercury transits through Capricorn up until it stations retrograde. We need to learn as much as we can from these moments so that when Mercury does station retrograde, we're not thrown off too much. We kind of are aware of what's going to be in review for us coming up. So the beginning of the week, honor this full moon in Gemini, honor your successes, communicate them and analyze them to a degree that may be hard with Mercury squaring Neptune. Things may be really fuzzy. Lean into the emotions of all of that. Then know that later on in the week, you will get the clarity that you need. You'll be able to focus and do that. Keep up the self-analyzing throughout the week and then start to focus on how Mercury is showing up for you as it enters Capricorn. I think that's key. So with all that said, and to bring back in Neptune and Pisces, we don't want to forget about them as we close out this week's astrology. I want us to honor the full moon. I want us to honor Mercury and Gemini and, of course, Neptune. I want us to communicate, study, but I want us to be able to be open and fluid at the beginning of the week so that by the end of the week, once Mercury moves from Sagittarius into Capricorn, Capricorn, Mercury and Capricorn can give us this disciplined focus that we are going to need. So to make it even more simple, let's bring these back out and then let's look at these two pairs. Full moon and Gemini, communicate your success. Start to analyze that. If that gets fuzzy, don't worry. Mercury's on its way to Capricorn. And in Capricorn, we are disciplined, focused, and sharp. So let's dive into the fuzziness, dive into the emotions in the beginning of the week, so that at the end of the week, we can focus up, get the clarity we need, and then lock into some truth. We're going to need it over the next couple weeks. So Let's vibe out in the beginning, focus up in the end. I think it'll be fun and exciting, if not a little fuzzy and murky. And again, I'm talking about discipline and sharpness and clarity with Mercury and Capricorn, but we can also stay chill with that. Learn what you need to learn so that when that retrograde comes and it's coming, we will be fully prepared. We will be in our mode. We will have gone to the deeps. We will have felt all the emotions and we will know what it means to clearly communicate our success. And that's going to be key. Communicate your success this week above everything. I hope you do. Okay, so with all of that in mind, let's begin our tarot spread. Today's reading and the reading for the week will be a three-card reading in honor of you. 
I think we need to focus on ourselves this week. I think we need to focus on where we are and the direction that we're heading in. I have the sense that something is ending and something is beginning. And so I really want us to focus on ourselves and our own endings and beginnings, but mainly our path. So with that in mind, our three positions will be you. So the card representing you. The second card will be your path the direction you're heading in. And the third and final card will be your potential. So where are you this week? What path are you starting to take this week? Or are you on this week? And where could that potentially end up? So let's get started. As I shuffle, let's take a deep breath. Take some time to come into yourself. And let's see where you are this week, where you're going in particular. Okay, the first card that I draw in the you position is the hanged man reversed. Okay. Very interesting. If that's where you are. What path are you on? Your path. Death reversed. And finally, what is your potential? You are on your path. Where are you going? Temperance reversed. Oh boy. Well, three major arcana cards all in reverse. It's showing me that you are definitely at a turning point and the lessons that we learned this week, how this week plays out is going to be absolutely crucial going forward. The potential of the direction you're heading in is going to be really clarified this week, if, if not really intense. Let's start, though, with the first card, which was in the you position. We got the hanged man reversed. When I see the hanged man reversed, I always try to remind myself that I need to follow my own lead. I think there's this, especially because this reading is about pathfinding, I think that the hanged man reversed showing up is saying, we need to make sure that we're following ourselves and not someone else. We need to make sure that the direction we're choosing to head in, the path we're choosing to take is illuminated by us and our own light and not by following the footsteps in front of us that someone else left. We need to be really independent because this card says that may be hard. We may not be there right now and we need to be. This is a warning for us to not be followers, especially this week, especially in finding our path or on our path this week. We need to not follow but lead. Another reason I think it's a warning is because of the card that showed up in path. So your path, the path that you're on, the path that you're looking towards, the path you want to take from the fork in the road. Well, we got death reversed. Death reversed shows me that if we stay dependent on others, if we stay following someone else's lead, if we sacrifice ourselves in order to follow someone else, 
Death Reversed shows that we won't ever be able to accept the transformation that we're on. We won't ever be able to accept an ending or a beginning because we won't have our own agency. We need to accept that. We need to accept. We need to take our own path. And if we take our own path, we can accept that path because we decided. It's not always going to be great. You may come up against bumps in the road. You may come up against obstacles, further forks to choose different paths. But if you're guiding yourself and not following especially if following feels like a sacrifice, we won't be able to accept the path we took and then we won't be able to be successful when we come up against bumps in the road. I want to stick to that metaphor of the path since that's mainly what this reading is implying or focusing on. That was my intention at any rate. And I think that if even if we come up against bumps in the road and, and others have successfully navigated those bumps, I think that we still need to know how to overcome those bumps on our own. Overcome the obstacles on our own. That's the important thing. This, All of this spread is saying, be your own person, follow your own path. <laughs> and that's what's going to lead to accepting obstacles as they come and being able to overcome them in your own way. We can learn lessons from other people. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with taking guidance from someone else and seeing, oh, they tripped over that and I don't want to. There's nothing wrong with that, but you still need to lead yourself. Use observation, certainly. Uh, but don't follow because then you might trip over that exact same obstacle. Now, where could all of this potentially lead? Well, we got the card temperance reversed in your potential. I think there's two meanings here. I think temperance reversed showing up with the interpretation that we've already had, this idea that you need to be independent, follow your own path, follow your own light, overcome and accept anything that comes up along that path by trusting yourself and leading yourself. Well, all that could lead to temperance reversed, which could mean that we are being called to and led to, and if we listen to ourselves, to some really intense extremes. That can be great. Extremes can be really important, especially if we're fighting on in our, on our own and, and fighting forward ourselves. I think we can hit some of these really key peaks and, and some of the deeper valleys. And, and those kinds of extremes can be really upsetting, can throw us off our path. And there is a potential here for that. But I think there's also the potential that if we follow our own lead, if we choose our own path and take that path the way we want to take it, we'll be able to accept everything. We'll be able to understand that we are heading from something towards something else. And that that may need and end up resolving itself in some much needed balance. If the idea is that we are uprighting each of these cards, then ending up with temperance reverse, the need to upright temperance, could mean that we move from a place of extreme into a place of peace and balance and inner calm. If though the idea is that this is all a warning, then the extremes that we may encounter if we do follow others, if we aren't able to accept transition, those extremes may be difficult and challenging. They may not provide a whole bunch of calm and placidity and peace, but that could also be okay. I think the main message here, and the way I'm going to interpret it for us, is that we need to get these cards up right. Because remember, temperance is in the position of your potential. So there's the potential that we could have balance or extreme here because she showed up reversed. I don't know if uprighting the hanged man and uprighting death and taking those cards as a warning is going to lead us to even more extremes or more peace. And we won't know until we try. I, what I do know, though, is that if we follow ourselves, if we follow our own lead and our own light, we'll be able to accept transformation a lot more easily than if we hadn't and if we had followed other people. 
So however temperance shows up here, whether she shows up reversed and puts us in extreme positions and extreme emotions, or whether she ends up upright, and the potential is that we have balance because we followed our own path, whatever that is, we'll be able to accept it, we'll be able to accept any potentiality because we followed our own lead. I really firmly believe that at this point right now, we need to trust our own light, trust our own directionality, because I think self-trust will always lead to acceptance. It's one of my most strong beliefs. So however temperance shows up, whether we have temperance or lack of temperance, we'll be able to accept and deal with whatever the outcomes are, whatever those potentialities are. And I love that. So trust yourself. At the beginning of the week, trust your directionality, trust your light, and follow it. Wherever that leads, you'll be able to accept the transition that you're already on. Take your own path. Okay, so now that we've gone over the astrology and we have consulted the tarot, I think I definitely see that relying on ourselves, our own vision, following our own path, and bringing in this balance between the big picture and then a disciplined focus. So I think if we are following our own path forward and we're maintaining a sense of optimism and self-trust and setting an intention to begin this new cycle in an optimistic way, I think if we're doing that and we're combining that with pragmatism, a disciplined approach to studying, a disciplined approach to focusing. If we're combining all of those things, so we're staying big picture, but we're also focusing on achieving goals, even if they're not super detail-oriented, the sense that we are optimistic and adventurous, but really, really focused. Almost like regimented focus, but being guided by a sense of responsibility to ourselves first following our own path, setting our own rules. If we do that combined with this optimistic, adventurous intention, then we can get what we want. We can reach the goals that we want to reach. We can make sure that we're staying balanced and focused and accepting so that as we move forward, we don't lose sight of adventure or of our intentions or their vibrancy, but we're able to be accepting, be focused, be balanced, and insist that we hold ourselves accountable so that we can reach these idealistic, optimistic, big intentions and go on these big, grand adventures. I hope that's what we do. I hope we keep in balance. I hope we engage optimistically, but also focus really strongly. Optimistic focus. Let's encourage and imbue that into our week. I hope you do. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing week. I really appreciate you. And I really hope you value yourself this week in particular. But always, but this week too. (laughs) I'll see you next week.